TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Ah, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN on a Wednesday. It's already uh, midweek, and unfortunately, a lot of outside entertainment uh, venues have things uh, that you could do tonight, but we'll see if the weather is going to cooperate with uh, any or all of those as the day moves along. If we do get some nasty weather, obviously, we will be uh, tracking it along with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. So if uh, the weather takes a sudden downward spiral where you are, we're of our consideration, uh, be sure to give us a buzz at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. So we uh, ended the show yesterday doing uh, some stuff on uh, migrants. By the way, I love David's topic uh, that he wrapped up with. I may steal that uh, in just a little bit. So uh, if you liked it with David, uh, maybe you'll like it with me as well. But uh, anyway, getting back to it, uh, we talked about migrants uh, yesterday and a lot of confusion out there about migrants and why they're called migrants and not illegal aliens or undocumented workers anymore and how long they've got to get work permits, etc. And the governor thinks she can speed up work permits, but she can't do anything about work permits. That's my understanding. Uh, joining us right now, and by the way, your phone calls, if you have questions for a real attorney, uh, Rosanna Berardi is with us at 803-0930. That's 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, and we welcome Rosanna Berardi. Rosanna, thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Tom. I love being called a real attorney. That's awesome. Well, a real attorney. It's uh, always good to have a real attorney on instead of it's always good to have a real jeweler as well. Uh, some people in Williamsville could testify. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's just talk about this whole uh, situation with the uh, with the nomenclature. And I hate to keep bugging you about this, but uh, in our lifetimes, we've seen uh, illegal aliens, undocumented workers, uh, migrants, asylum seekers. Now the word is is migrant legally. What? Why are they doing this? So what's the legal reason? Well, Tom, like most things that the media gets their hand, hands on, it's a spin, right? So um, these are individuals that came across the border um, without authorization. The minute they got here, they claimed asylum. Um, so, you know, I mean, you can use the broad term migrants. They are migrating from their country to ours. You could call them asylum seekers. I certain most of them have applied for asylum but remember it's political asylum you have to show a well-founded fear of persecution from a government actor claiming asylum is not based on wanting a better life in the united states 
Um, we used to call them foreign nationals. We used to call them illegal aliens. Lots of different names. Um, end of the day, there are people that have not been lawfully admitted to the United States and are here knocking at the door and trying to, you know, take a bite at the apple. I, I was surprised yesterday. We had a number of calls from Hamburg, uh, and we're not naming any hotels here, by the way, uh, nor will we the rest of the day. But uh, some people called in from Hamburg yesterday, and they were particularly taken aback by some of the behavior they claim is taking place along Camp Road with panhandling, with the destruction of property, etc. cetera. Uh, is, is that something that falls into your bailiwick? Uh, do you get called on this at all? You know, I I really don't, but it's not surprising to me. I mean, just think about it. If you were moved to another country where you didn't know anyone and you're you're sitting around, you have nothing to do, you don't know the language, you have no job, you probably don't watch TV, um, you know, you get a group of people together and human behavior tells you some bad things are going to happen. I mean, not at like a super high volume, but it's going to happen. And, you know, this is such such a disastrous problem on so many levels because we just have people sitting around and not giving them anything to do and this is what happens right they panhandle they go out they steal things they try to make some money um it's it's just a really crummy situation but i mean uh on the other hand it's not like uh, aliens kidnapped them in a spaceship anally probed them and dropped them off in in hamburg they came here of their own free will and volition Absolutely. It was a choice. And I mean, comparatively, if you look at some countries in which the migrants come from, um, sitting in a hotel in Chictawaga doing nothing all day is is much better than the life that they were, you know, previously living. So certainly an upgrade, um, you know, safety, hotel, free meals, all of that, but still nothing to do. And, and who knows why criminality occurs, right? Like that's a whole other different topic. But not surprising to me. Um, and, and that's why when, you know, Mark Polenkers came out and said, you know, nothing's going to happen. You're all bigots for thinking stuff is going to happen. I mean, that's a pretty broad statement to say when I don't care where people are from, whether they're Americans or foreign nationals, you put a whole group of people together, give them nothing to do. Something bad is bound to happen. Uh, Rosanna Berardi, immigration attorney or attorney with a specialty in immigration, is with us. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. So as far as uh, the ability to legally work in New York State, who controls that and and what is the earliest time at which a a so-called migrant can start to work legally in New York State? So the irony here, Tom, is that New York State controls absolutely nothing about this. This is federal immigration law, right? So the federal government controls who can come in and out of the country. Here in Buffalo and Western New York, we deal with Customs and Border Protection every single time we cross that peace bridge and we go back and forth. Same thing on the southern border. It's CBP that's controlling this, and it's the federal immigration law. And internally in the United States, once somebody has their foot in the United States, There's a sister agency called Citizenship and Immigration Services. They are the folks that receive the applications for things like green cards, work permits, citizenship, and make a decision. So I I can't talk case specifics because I don't know what every single migrant in Western Europe has done. But I can surmise that upon entry in the United States, they asserted a claim for political asylum 
that application was probably filed with Citizenship and Immigration Services. As a part of that application, there's a request for work authorization. Now, work authorization processing times run across the board. Sometimes it can take three months. Sometimes it can take six months. Sometimes it can take 11 months. From what I'm told for migrant work authorization, processing times are around the three to four month mark. But Governor Hochul, uh, Mark Polencars, nobody at a local level can do anything about that. That's all federal. Federal agency. Federal so, agency. Okay, now this this is for the migrants who we whom we used to call illegal immigrants. Uh, they might be able to get work authorization within three months. Your legal immigrant clients, how long do they have to wait? Oh, don't get me started, Tom. This is. This oh, is I'm precisely I, trying to get you started. <laughs> trying to start you up. Start you up, baby. Here I go. So this this is a frustrating issue. So. You know, we have clients from all over the world that respect the U.S. immigration law and, you know, file for applications through employment or through family. And they have to wait their turn in line to get their work authorization. And, you know, sometimes we get them as quickly as three months. But I have clients that have waited 10 or 11 months waiting for this work authorization to come through. These are folks that have respected the law. They've hired lawyers. They've paid money not only to law firms but to the government. And they still have to wait. So to hear Governor Hochul say yesterday, you know, we need to expedite these applications is a slap in the face to anybody that's done this lawfully. And there's a lot of legal immigration in the United States. Don't be fooled by that. There are millions of people, and I've done this for 26 years exclusively, that respect the law. They wait their turn and they wait for their processing times to come current. So for the governor to say, we're going to take this carve out of people who blatantly ignored the U.S. immigration law, yes, they probably want a better life. And I can't blame them for that. But our law does not accommodate that need. Our law says you can come here if you're going to be persecuted by a government entity in your country based on your race, your religion, your political affiliation. So as an immigration lawyer, super frustrating to hear all of this attention and all of these calls for expediting work permits when millions of people are literally waiting their turn respectfully. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Rosanna Berardi is uh, an immigration attorney, and if you have questions about the whole migrant issue uh, that maybe I can't answer, Rosanna Berardi is here. She's uh, an attorney, and she has 26-plus uh, years' experience dealing with this. 803-0930 is the phone number, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, by the way, just... Uh, a couple of months after leading a rebellion against Russia, the leader of the Wagner Group has mysteriously been killed in a plane crash in Russia. Uh, what an incredible coincidence that is. And if you know anything about Vladimir Putin's background, uh, he must have gone to the same school as Joseph Stalin. Uh, very interesting stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, this is Prigozhin, is his name, the chief of the Wagner Group, uh, who, by the way, is not coming clearly to the United States at this point uh, as a political refugee uh, or uh, asylum seeker. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Something that came up on the show yesterday, and I want you to correct the inaccuracies in this if there are any. Hey, once these people become U.S. citizens, they 
they can basically bring anybody from their family into the USA they want whenever they want to do it. What does the law say about that? So, Tom, there's so much misinformation on how it all works and hangs together. So, first of all, let's connect the dots between somebody applying for political asylum and somebody becoming a U.S. citizen. Okay, this is not something that happens overnight. There's a process under the federal law that says you apply for political asylum. Let's say, best case circumstance, you get granted. Okay, you get granted and you get permanent resident status. That's known as a green card. In order to then become a United States citizen, you have to wait five years. So this is, a, this is the long game, right? The U.S. citizenship is the holy grail of what all immigrants want when coming to the United States. And once you're an immigrant, is it true that you can sponsor people? Yes, you can sponsor immediate family members. You can sponsor a spouse or your child. But that's a long game, too, because the government restricts the number of people that they require, um, that they allow into the United States each year. So, you know, the sweeping statement of, oh, once, once for, quote, unquote, these people get here, they can sponsor everyone, not really true. Right. Um, true technically, but it's going to take decades. Now, something else uh, that came up yesterday, and by the way, if you've got questions about the uh, the migrants and the law, immigration attorney Rosanna Berardi is with us, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. The phone number is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Okay, so it's one thing to apply for uh, asylum. But let's go over some statistics. And I know we've gone over these before, but of those who apply for asylum, what percentage of people actually receive asylum? So, Tom, it's a very low percentage because the standard and the burden of proof is very high. So we throw around this term political asylum very willy-nilly, if you will, but the, the actual amount of people that actually get asylum granted you know, can be in in the low double digits. Now, I can't say across the United States because there's a zillion people applying and it's hard. And and I would actually challenge you to try and search what that number is online. You're not going to find it. Um, (laughs) And I I think that's very intentional, but it is very low. It's extremely low. Um, And it's a problem. And in terms of why do people apply? Well, people apply for it because it's a stalling mechanism. Once you apply, you can remain in the United States. And the courts are so backed up that, you know, it can take three or four years before you're actually ever going to see an immigration judge who'll make the final decision on this. So So let's let's just get this. Let's just get this straight. Let's just get this straight. Okay, the migrants who are here and elsewhere in New York State and 82 percent of New York residents believe they are a serious problem for New York State. Um, their cases may not be adjudicated until at least 2027. It's now 2023. 2027, they're not going to get an answer. And then what happens uh, if, uh, as what happens in most of these cases, the overwhelming majority, the uh, judge says, sorry, uh, asylum denied. What happens next? Are are there appeals or is there immediate deportation? What does the system do? So, um, so right. So there's an administrative law judge, and it's called an immigration judge, which, you know, we have some here in Buffalo. We have some in the Batavia area as well. They will hear this level of, of, of adjudication, if you will. Let's say the judge says, nope, I don't believe you. You have to go back to, you know, wherever, Venezuela. Um, there is also an appeal mechanism for an individual to apply um, that can take, 
you know, another year plus. So, you know, end of the day, they're probably going to get the same result over and over again. It's unusual on appeal, um, you know, to win an asylum claim. But what happens when they say leave? Um, You know, we've got a lot of people in the United States with limited resources. Do they actually ever leave? I think there's a lot of controversy about that. And I also think that it's hard to find um, out what actually happens to people. Do they appear in their court dates? Do they, you know, just go underground in in big cities? Um, It's kind of a mixed bag. Well, yeah, I want to touch on that uh, coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN. Again, uh, breaking news for those of you who uh, follow the events in Russia. The head of the Wagner Group, remember the uh, so-called rebellion against Russia a couple of months ago? Interestingly, the head of the Wagner Group has been killed in a plane crash in Russia. And uh, you can go back and read a little bit about the biography of uh, Vladimir Putin and how Vladimir Putin uh, likely killed his own citizens in order to uh, make himself uh, some political uh, headway. Of course, uh, not that that would ever happen in the United States, of course. Uh, We're a pure country, clean as the driven snow. But uh, the breaking news is the Russian state media says that the Wagner Group chief, those uh, mercenary types, has been killed in a plane crash in uh, Russia. Interesting timing, I'm sure. Totally a coincidence. It is uh, just like the barges that sank with the uh, farm owners in Russia during Stalin's time. I'm sure those were just accidental sinkings as well. Anyway... Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Of course, we've never had a dissident politician uh, die in any mysterious circumstances whatsoever. Uh, it's Bowerly, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
All right, it's uh, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. And yesterday we uh, ended the show with uh, the migrant issue. Uh, people called in, a lot of people called in from Hamburg. And then last night in Cheektowaga, the Cheektowaga person said, hey, they're going to be shipped to Amherst. And then Brian Culpa in Amherst this morning said, well, I guess I was left out of that memo. I was left out of that loop. So it's uh, basically a giant cluster. And if you have a legal question uh, about the migrant situation, I would call in now. Don't wait until I say goodbye to Rosanna and then call in and say, oh, I had a question for the lawyer because she's on with us right now for a limited time. She's got a schedule. I've got a schedule. So if you do have a legal question relative to the uh, migrant situation, it's 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Rosanna, one of the big concerns that was expressed yesterday as well was uh, at one of the hotels, at least one of the hotels at which these uh, uh, migrants are being housed, an individual allegedly delivering pizzas there saw a whole bunch of military-age men and a whole bunch of little boys and not a woman in sight. Is that an issue? Wow. Yeah, that's certainly a weird combination. Um, hmm, I can't say I've ever run into that, but I don't know. Has I, I knew at one point the National Guard was coming. I don't know if that actually happened. Um, uh, I, you know, we hear. I don't know. I do, I do know that allegedly, according to callers, the uh, Hamburg PD has been uh, responding to uh, a number of phone calls in the area where the migrants are being housed, uh, some for uh, basically drunken disorderly, others because some of these migrants are allegedly panhandling door-to-door, panhandling along Camp Road. And, uh, look, that degrades the quality of life. Yeah, for real. And, you know, if I was any one of these elected officials on on the county level or town level, I would be asking where Brian Higgins is, where Chuck Schumer is. These are the folks that control U.S. immigration. These are congressmen. I'm not sure why we're monkeying around at the local level. And if I was in charge of a municipality like Amherst, I would be pissed that this is now becoming a very local problem and, you know, upending a lot of things, uh, quality of life, criminal issues, um, schools right around the corner. So now we've got, you know, additional children in school that don't speak the language. They probably don't have the school supplies, this, that, the other thing. Congress's failure to act has created this disaster, and now it's trickled down at a very granular level. And I just don't understand where the press conference is, um, you know, from Congressman Schumer or Higgins addressing these issues. This is garbage that it's on the local level. I'm no, sorry. they're, they're never, totally there never will be. There never will be. That's like, I'm sorry, but uh, Kathy Hochul, when they're talking about putting wind turbines in Lake Erie, uh, all you heard was crickets. Yesterday she comes to town with the uh, water treatment plans, and suddenly she cares about clean water. I don't know what she cared about when it came to the wind turbines in Lake Erie, but, uh, you know, maybe it's just me. 803 803- 0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I wouldn't look for a press conference from uh, Brian Higgins or Chuck Schumer or his hand puppet Kirsten Gillibrand anytime real soon, no matter how many microphones you put in front of Chuck Schumer. Uh, Let's go to Jim in Buffalo. Jim, you are on WBEN with attorney Rosanna Berardi. Hello. Hello. Um, My question is, what changed? You just 
uh, reiterated about the uh, immigration policy in the United States, uh, how we had uh, immigrants had to wait a certain amount of time, blah, blah, blah. Okay, why are we now? What was the policy that allowed this to happen? Okay, unfortunately, your cell phone your cell phone keeps coming cutting in and cutting out. So the 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 question is, uh, what changed between back then and now as far as the number of illegals in the country? Is that it? Yes, sir. Okay, Uh, Rosanna, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, you know, the law hasn't changed. The law hasn't changed since 1997. What's changed is, are we going to enforce it or not? Um, you know, it's, it's very political. It varies. Every administration has their own spin on it. Um, and you know, why this is happening now in Erie County. Okay. This is a trickle down effect, right? So, um, lots of people at the borders because word gets out in the migrant community that the U S isn't enforcing the law right now. They're not building that wall anymore. They're going to allow us all in word gets out. They cross the border. Um, the border states, you know, Arizona, Texas, um, Nevada, California, they are just inundated with migrants or unlawful migrants or whatever we're going to call them for today's show. Um, they're inundated. So they bus them to other states. And states like New York State and New York City say, hey, we're a sanctuary city. We'll let people come in. We don't care if they've broken the law. We're going to let them come in. So they did. And guess what? They started breaking laws in their area. So now we have New York City Mayor Eric Adams saying, oh, crap, this is not what I thought it would be. Um, SOS, we need help. And we're going to put migrants on buses and we're going to ship them to counties in, you know, this region of New York State, where every other county said, heck no, except the great county of Erie that said, absolutely, we are the beacon of hope for immigration. And this is how we got here today. It's, it is a colossal failure at so many government levels that it's even hard to get your head around. Well, it is, but I mean, uh, unfortunately, uh, in terms of uh, this issue anyway, uh, I pretty much know how the county executive election is going to go uh, this year, and it's going to go in favor of Mark Polinkars. Because it's a sheer, Absolutely. it's a sheer numbers game. Mark Polinkars is going to win. He'll win handily, and that's that. Uh, let's go to Greg on a cell phone on WBEN. Greg, hello, and Josh. I just I hit the button. I'm sorry if you can correct my little mistake there. Uh, you're on WBEN, Greg. Hello. Yeah, hi. I, I kind of missed the first part of that question there, but my question is, uh, what does it take to become a citizen legally? What is the legal process? A Congress talks about well, we need to change the law, and they never do. So where can the law be found? How is the, how, what is the process to, uh, to come here illegally instead of claiming asylum, uh, you know, crossing the, crossing the border and claiming asylum, then you get shipped off to wherever you want to go? What, what's, the, what's the process? Okay, what, what is the real legal process? What a great question. Thank you, Greg. Rosanna, you deal with this every day. Absolutely. It's a great question. And I think we should have this on national TV every single day because we have a process. And in the United States, we are one of sponsorship-based immigration, meaning if you want to come here, you need to either be sponsored by a family member that's an immediate family member, like a spouse, brother, sister, child. We have all seen the movies about people marrying one another for green cards. Or employment-based immigration. Employment-based immigration is, let's say, a hospital like Roswell Park 
says we need nurses. We can't find any in Western New York. Oh, Southern Ontario is right across the border. We're going to bring in some Canadian nurses. We're going to sponsor them to come and work. So we're a sponsorship-based system. And what is complicated about it is, as I said earlier, U.S. citizenship is the holy grail of immigration. You don't immediately get citizenship once you are sponsored. We started a very slow case here in the U.S., and you generally get a work permit, you know, that allows you to work in some capacity. And then, you know, through other means of sponsorship, you can get permanent residency, which is known as a green card. And then once you hold that for a certain number of years, three years if you got it by marriage, five years if you got it by employment, then you can apply for U.S. citizenship. So, again, the the U.S. citizenship is the long game, right? We don't let people come in and immediately become citizens. We want them to jump through some hoops, see how they do, make sure they're not committing any crimes. And, you know, there are people becoming U.S. citizens each and every day. Um, The U.S. citizenship ceremonies that are held, I mean, they're held in Buffalo probably every quarter. They used to have them at the courthouses and such. Beautiful. There's people from around the world that have waited their turn. People are crying with joy that they have become U.S. citizens. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Thank you, Greg. Next up, we have Dan in uh, Clarence. Dan, you are on WBEN with immigration attorney Rosanna Berardi answering legal questions about this migrant mess. You're on. Hello. How are you doing? My question is, we can and give them a better life, but why do we have to do it immediately? Can't we just put them somewhere together, really vet them, and figure it all out before we just throw them out into public. Uh, boy, uh, given given the numbers of people flooding the borders, is that even possible? I mean, you remember the Marielle boat lift and the riots that happened in Miami when people were uh, cooped up under expressways in Miami for too long. Well, you know, it, it's a tough issue, and under the Trump administration, there was a policy in which you had to wait outside of the United States while your asylum application was pending. Um, that went over like a lead balloon politically, um, but but that existed for a while. Um, it no longer exists, and here we are, you know, with, with a pretty giant mess. Um, and, you know, I, it, it's so hard because I understand the law at a very granular level, but I'm also a person, and I'm also – the daughter of an immigrant. My dad immigrated from Italy in 1954. And I hate, I hate just saying these people, these people, these people, these are human beings with families. They're not the enemy. They're, they're people, they're kids. Um, and, and I just think there's just such a disservice going on right now. Um, the system's such a disaster. Somebody please step in and do something on the federal level so we can iron this out. We're the United States of America. We should have a system in place so, you know, we can process people. We can weed out who are the real applicants versus the fake ones and get this done in a timely manner. For the love of God, look how quickly AI stuff is coming out, right? Fast and furious. In the meantime, we've been monkeying around with this broken immigration law for 30 years and nothing is changing. It's so just so stupidly frustrating. Dan, anything else from you on this stupidly frustrating situation? Dan? 
And apparently Dan is uh, overwhelmed with the brilliance of the answer and speechless. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, one of the questions I thought might arise for you today is something we have certainly addressed before, and that is this whole notion of asylum. Um, I always thought that if you were going to seek asylum from a government actor, you had to seek it in the first country outside of the government you were fleeing. You couldn't just uh, skip Guatemala, Ecuador, El Salvador, and head right to the United States. Yeah, it's it's a controversial issue, and you know it is something that um, the the immigration adjudicators, if you will, from Citizenship and Immigration Services, look at when they look at asylum applications. Like, okay, if you're from Venezuela and you live, you know, in let's say Chile for a year and then you came to the U.S. kind of diminishes your plea that, you know, you had to leave your home country and you couldn't find safety elsewhere. Also, under the Trump administration, that administration tried to solve this problem, too, and said, listen, if you're coming through other countries to get here, then, you know, you're ineligible. Again, a lot of these policies got just, you know, decimated by the media um, and across the board so they don't exist any longer. So, I mean, it is Again, I'm super sympathetic to people wanting a better life, and I am totally sympathetic to that. But I'm also sympathetic to clients that respect the law and people that do want a better life and have the ability to to do it through legal means. But you'd like a better life. I'd like a better life. Josh would like a better life. Um, Wanting a better life is uh, is not a qualifier for citizenship to the United States. Right. But people think it is. People just say those poor people, they're just coming here wanting a better opportunity. And that is true. But that is not what the law says. You know, and I keep bringing it back And my role, not only as, as an attorney, but also as somebody that does a lot of media is to educate. And people are shocked when they when they hear, well, you mean they can't come here if they want a better life? No. And if, if you want that, then talk to your congressman about putting that in the law. But Currently, the law says you have to be persecuted, you know, well-founded fear of persecution from a government actor based on some things about you, like your religion, your race, um, your gender. And, and that's that's the litmus test. And that's why it's so darn hard to get asylum. But, right. you know, we there's just so many mixed messages out there. And, yeah, we are sympathetic, but we're a country of laws. And here's my biggest gripe well aside from congress doing nothing for 30 years my biggest gripe is people are willing to look the other way on federal immigration lawbreakers right um oh it's just immigration they just want a better life are we saying that about federal gun laws federal drug laws um are are we willing do we really want to be in a democracy that is picking and choosing which laws we are going to abide by that's not a really good plan for a long-term democracy. Oh, violate the federal gun laws and they'll have your testicles. <laughs> if, if applicable. If applicable, of course. <laughs> um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, something came up earlier in our discussion and I'd like to follow up on it. And that is, uh, okay, let's just say that uh, these migrants in 2023 have filed for asylum. And their cases aren't going to be adjudicated for, let's say, three or four years. What percentage of these migrants can we expect to actually show up for their court date? How are they even going to be tracked down for the for the summons? Well, and that's 
that's that's exactly the problem, Tom. I mean, there's a lot of cases. I used to be a prosecutor for the government at the beginning of my career. I was in immigration court every day in New York City. You can only imagine what that was like. Um, but there's so many hearings in which concluded in what we called in absentia, meaning they occurred in the absence of the person showing up, right? And, you know, the government has, like, due diligence to prove that they've tried to reach the person. They're supposed to have an address on file. Um, but after one or two or three hearings, the judge is going to say, okay, we've ordered you removed from the United States in your absence. Because, I mean, it's a colossal system with a zillion people in it. How are you going to ensure when you're letting people roam around in God knows where, right? Like, these folks started probably at the southern border, and now they're in Cheektowaga, New York. Really? I mean, where are they going to go? Is anyone tracking the addresses if they're going to attend their court appearances? And, and this is what happens, particularly in big cities like New York, Chicago. People just go underground. I mean, obviously, there's a whole underground community in life where you can work, you know, without authorization or permission. Um, it, so it, it's a huge problem. There's no guarantee that anyone's showing up to any immigration court. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't doesn't seem like there's much uh, incentive if there are X millions of lawbreakers and hundreds of law enforcers. The odds are in your favor if you're a lawbreaker and you're living off the grid, off the radar. Correct. Is, is yeah, there isn't real. there a way to tie social service benefits to one's immigration status or one's standing with the court as uh, an illegal or illegal? Well, there is, I, I would guess, but, you know, we're a litigious world, right? And I think if anyone tried to do that, there would probably be some litigation surrounding it. Um, and, you know, who knows where that would go. But, yeah, that, that could be a solution. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just a hot mess. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is pretty insane. Uh, Rosanna Berardi, uh, immigration attorney, is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, see if we can't get uh, one more phone call on for Rosanna Berardi on this whole migrant issue. And, uh, you know, the idea that people can uh, skip hearings and just go underground and live off the grid and basically be here forever without having legal uh, legal status is, uh, I don't know, I think it's somewhat uh, alarming. At least it's somewhat disconcerting. Uh, just getting the next caller lined up here at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN as we uh, await things. And uh, as we said earlier, uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York State, she has no authority whatsoever to expedite work permits or work authorizations for the uh, migrants. That's a federal thing. It's not a state thing. And it uh, just is not going to happen. Right? We're not going to have time to take that final call. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, in any event, what what is the answer to this, Rosanna? What is the big long-term answer? Yeah, really, really tough question. So I get asked this all the time. Um, my, my proposal is that we have to stop talking about comprehensive immigration reform on a political level because this system is an albatross and a disaster. We need to take it bit by bit, and we need to start looking at the law that already exists, and I don't know, perhaps enforcing it. We've done that a time or two in the United States. Enforcing laws that are on the books, if we don't like them, change it. Have a seasonal worker program for people to actually come in do the jobs that Americans don't want to do, very controversial, um, have people come in. The system now, Tom, is so difficult 
arduous and expensive. There's a reason why people don't do it legally. It's so cumbersome. Um, make it easier for the labor sectors we need. But demand action from Congress. You know, we can talk about this for the rest of our lives. And you're right. The voting in Erie County and New York State will remain the same. This is what people want. And then they complain about it. But, uh, indeed. That's uh, those who actually bother to show up to vote. And then the rest of them don't bother to vote. But then they'll call into talk shows and bitch and moan. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Rosanna Berardi, immigration attorney, for your time. I appreciate it uh, very much. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Rosanna Berardi, immigration attorney on News Radio 930 WBEN. We thank her for her time and her uh, expertise. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.